Since 2008, Marvel Studios has brought us over 10 years of cinematic blockbusters, and nothing will ever be the same. Can we, as mere mortals, prevail? Join us to find out. Peter Melnick, graphic designer, comic book enthusiast, and podcast pontificator. And Eddie Wilson, upstate New York radio announcer in the Sullivan Catskills, with an inordinate amount of catching up in his own comic book universe. True believers, the next chapter begins with another episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and introducing our special guest co-host and our special guest at the tail end of this episode, we want to tell y'all at home how you can get a hold of us on them, our social medias. Y'all. First off, go on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Marvelists. Give us a like ski on there. Give myself a like at facebook.com slash Peter Melnick Podcast. I'm doing a little dance for the podcasting audience because they can't see shit. Chair dance. <laughs> but it, it really is. I mean, not, You're sitting, aren't you? I am. I am. Go on. But anyway, we can also find us, and you can too, at Twitter at The Marvelists. Give us a follow on there. That's collective. And you can find myself on the Twitter machine at Peter Melnick. You can find also us on Instagram at The Marvelists. It's it's really just you know a recurring thing. It's over and over and over. It's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day. It's Reflux. Groundhog Day. Oh, oh, I used to have that when I was fat. It was bad. It was really bad. Brioski. Oh yeah. But people, you can find myself on Instagram at Peter Melnick and yourself at Eddie nine one nine three. You can also drop us a line in our email bag, The Marvelists at Gmail dot. Come. Questions, comments, strongly worded letters, pictures of Spider-Man, pictures of dead mice. That's just creepy. I mean, you're like a serial killer then if you're doing that. Why Why are you doing that? Pictures of cereal boxes with holes in them? That, that we're fine with. Okay. The, yes. I mean, if, if it's the Spider-Man cereal from like the 1990s, that one, by the way, was delicious back in the day. It was by Purina. Not the cat food company, but I think they <laughs> actually, I think they do cereal too. too too far into that now. It really okay. is, but it, it was delicious. It had little webbed, uh, little webs made out of corn. And the little marsh- white spots where the web, yeah, they had, they had marshmallows because you waited from then till oh, now to eat it. Oh, Jeez. so good, Eddie. It was, you know what? We should do a taste test of what it tastes like now. No, that's a terrible idea. I think that's a great idea. No, don't it's terrible. You, Special don't, guest don't, chiming in. No, we do. <laughs> Let's go. We do. Uh, anyway, you can also, like I said, send us a line in our email bag, themarvelist at gmail.com. And also, you can find us on a plethora of various audio platforms. Poor microphone. Yeah, pretty much. But you can find us on iTunes, which we would appreciate it if you five-star the review. Five-star it. No other way. No pyramid, no diamond, just a star. Yes, star, five, five. You should do five stars just like the points on a regular traditional star. Uh, yeah. So... You can also find us on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, and probably wherever good podcasts are found. We're not on Google Play, though, because I I don't know. People explain it to me, like help me with Google Play, getting the RSS feed, and yeah. That's a little inside baseball, but not really. To be continued. Exactly. But you can find us on all of those. And speaking of podcasting apps such as Stitcher, Eddie, when you go on wolverinepodcast.com and use the promo code at checkout, 
Marvelists. You get one free month of Stitcher Premium, and that enables you to listen to the brand new season of Wolverine. And this new season is going to be entitled Wolverine, The Lost Trail. Not The Long Trail, although there is a long night that prefaced this, and we feel when you're on Stitcher, you get those 10 episodes, you should listen to that, people. Listen to it. You listen to it, you listen to me. Well, after you're done listening to us, you should listen to that. Mm. And you should listen to that by going to wolverinepodcast.com and use the promo code at checkout. Marvelists. And get a free one month of Stitcher Premium. And it's only, only. Oh, only. Four ninety nine a month. So four ninety nine a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But we think you're going to like it with Wolverine, the lost trail that I'm digging the hell out of right now. Eddie's digging the hell out of. Our special guest co-host Rob is enjoying the hell out of. Hell yeah. So we think you should check it out. Enough said. Snicked, true believers, Excelsior mustache. Is it over? Uh, <laughs> it's just, that's the end? We're over, Eddie. Believe oh. me, we are over. We are over with those fans. Yeah, over the moon. Exactly. But before we get into introducing our special guest co-host, who has a very similar name to our main special premiere holographic guest, we want to introduce or let you all know that Rob Liefeld returns to The Marvelous to talk about Major X. Big deal. It's pretty it damn big. It exactly is, yes. So you're going to hear that interview at the tail end of this episode. Isn't it the same thing? That's another redundancy, tail end. Well, yeah. Focus, bum, posterior. Dolly, you really should, you know, you should you should take care of your tuckus. You should get some hemorrhoid creams and just be like, no, no, darling, darling. The GM, the gluteus maximus. The tuckus. You said tuckus, and now that's going to be, that word, you ever the have The TZ. Have you ever had words you hear and they get stuck in your head and you hear them throughout the whole day? Yes. Tuckus is going to be the remainder of my day now, well, so, so thank you. I think a lot of podcasts, I do that to you. I have that influence. You do. You're a good influence with Tuckus? No, no. But <clears throat> we want to introduce our other special guest. He's the guest host for today, a guy I've known for a long time. Rob, Rob, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thanks for having it's me. It's a heck of a last name. How you doing today? Yes, yeah. Rob, how you doing today? Is that Mr. <laughs> how you doing today? <laughs> of the how you doing today family. Yeah. Are we remaining anonymous? For... You, you give him his last name because I can never pronounce it properly. Uh, I think that was I... his parents' job. Thank you very much. <laughs> I can do that myself. My name is Rob Lucchese. See? Yeah, I know. Perfect. L- you were just having... Lucchese? Lucchese. <laughs> Sort See? of like L-U-K-A-Y-Z-E. Sweet Christmas. how you pronounce it, but it's L-U-C-C-H-E-S-E. It's a whole debacle. I've gone through my whole life. It's fine. It happens. <laughs> yes. And continues to, thanks to Peter Melnick. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so first... He's the, he's the name butcher. That's it. So yeah. let's talk about the big news from today. This, As of this recording, the tickets have dropped for Avengers Endgame. And, they, and not for long, they're notched up. Oh boy! They I, dropped hard. Yeah, they they dropped harder than Gamora off of a cliff. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I went there. <laughs> they dropped harder. They than... They dropped like a million dollars out of a helicopter, and people were just grabbing, grabbing, grabbing. Nothing hit the ground. I mean, the, they snapped those tickets up like Gwen Stacy's neck. Am like I turtles? Re- <laughs> oh come on! That's just. Oh my gosh! Oh man! But that's yeah, the snap it, before that was... the snap. Okay, let's just get that out there. <laughs> we're killing this like Electra. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of dead characters in Marvel, okay? There sure are. It's true. And you is guys it dead? Uncle is Ben it... in there, too? Yeah. 
See, that's too much. Oh, that's too much. That, that's, right. God. With <laughs> great power comes great accidental murders in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> but yeah, the tickets for Avengers Endgame went on sale, and it took me, dead serious, four hours to get my tickets. Yeah. And it tops the box office now even before it was seen by anybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. I mean, that's a headline it's gonna, tomorrow. We got to give... I, I imagine it's going to have the biggest opening, like, just biggest pre-sale sales yeah. of any Marvel movie that's happened, even Black Panther. I bel- I'm going to guarantee that this beat the uh, pre-sale for Aquaman from the oh. distinguished competition from the DC. Ugh. Although, Shazam was pretty damn good, like we've said on a previous episode. Mm. Pre-sale. yet. Well, okay. I don't remember talking too much about pre-sale, but uh, yeah, yeah, this it, one... Pre-sale, it's the Aqu- Aquaman, as the guy said. I think it was Jeremy Irons. Aquaman, it did really well. Yes, like, it did. It sold, like, pre-sold very well. And for Endgame, like I said, I I was dealing with a lot of crashing apps, and big shout-out for him even trying Jeremy Bagley, friend of the show. He was trying to get me a ticket for the thing, and I was going to PayPal him money, and it... It was a whole sordid state of affairs. And fast forward, Peter's got two, two different days. <laughs> yeah, two tickets to Paradise. Yes. Eddie Money. No, <laughs> excellent guitar solo, Homer Simpson. But the excellent. the thing about it that drove me crazy is, yeah, I was like, just come on, I want to get the tickets. No, when no. are we going to get to the train? Or when are we going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> so it it just kept going and going. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing about today, like when they dropped, everyone all at once tried to get their tickets at the same time, and it prevented anybody from getting the tickets. They brought down every ticketing site: Fandango, AMC, Adam, Adam. Yeah, everything was down. You was Eve there? Stop that! I didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea. He was the first man on earth that we know of. <laughs> no, you stop that. That's where I get the spray bottle and just spritz Eddie for twenty seconds. Yeah. Not on a radio control board. You well, don't. Yeah, we leave the hot mic alone. Believe me. Not when you spray all over it like that, you guys. <laughs> but True ulti- that. ultimately, if you wanted tickets, you had to go physically to a theater and buy them there. And you would guarantee your seats that way. I drove myself, I drove 45 minutes to a theater just to get the fan event early showing at 5 o'clock. Wait, it only and took you 45 minutes. It probably took others about an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. That is but. the determination of a true believer right there. <laughs> yes. 45 minutes to get there? Hell yeah. And a good I, running automobile. Not only to make myself happy, but my girlfriend happy too. She's really excited about the movie. Cool. <laughs> and because this is April, we're also going to be releasing one tail-end episode after this episode for Marvelous March, but pretend it was in March that it you know, was aired, whatever. It's a great flashback. Exactly. <laughs> I we mean, had fun with it, so actually, why shouldn't you? We might actually, I might actually release that on Friday, so flashback Friday somehow. Oof. It's not really, but okay, it's like an end credit scene. We're going to end up asking you at the end of the episode what your thoughts and speculations are for Avengers April, and that means speculation for what Endgame means. That's what, right. We have re, we have branded this month as well. It's now three in a row. We may have to stop after that, but Avengers April. Magneto why March? Not? Yeah. <sighs> And it's just every it's, episode me making fun of that. It's too late now. Unless you want to go Magneto May. You're going, oh, you, you said I, Magneto I, March. Oh, my apologies. Magneto May. Leave this May. in. Do well, not edit this out. May? It could be May. Ooh. Ooh. What? Aunt May May. No, we already mentioned that. And it's, just, it's another redundancy. <laughs> but the, we've got to have Aunt May May not. I mean. <laughs> well, if Rod Stewart could do it with Maggie, then why can't. <laughs> Oh, Maggie, I shouldn't have something anymore. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, you can't shut him up. 
No, but that's good. That's uh, not a Merck thing or Deadpool thing, but, you know. No. And, yeah, yeah. the tickets, they went, like you said, went really hard. And yeah. I had such a problem getting these tickets. And I have not, like, this, I hate the concept of virtual queues. Mm-hmm. And it drove me nuts seeing that because I was getting New York Comic Con flashbacks oh my God. and i'm lucky i have not had to deal with the virtual queue for a number of years now because going in as pro and now going in as press for new york it is ridiculous like that i was getting bad flashbacks and i was contemplating calling my friend john to go hey john remember that favor you did for me back for new york comic-con that one year you want to do it for uh an end game screening in middletown oh no you live in long island i understand that but <laughs> Yeah, it was certainly a thing. and Yeah, it was basically took up my entire day. Yeah, yeah. It, it was absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. And when I, the funniest thing is I, on a whim, after I talked to you, mm-hmm. you were going to, you know, give me two tickets to Paradise. And huh. they, I go on the website and I look and I'm like, you know what? Eh, shits and giggles. I'm going to go try it out. And for like part of the day when I was using Fandango, it would say your place in the line. More than an hour. And then at one point, and Jeremy Bagley can attest to this, for everyone with AMC, it goes, paused. The line is paused. And a lot of people did not like seeing that, Mm -hmm. myself included. So on a whim, like I said, I ended up going on the Fandango app, and I was like, yeah, let's see if it works again. Wait time, five minutes. What the hell? We are buying this bad boy right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was able to buy it with the Fandango app and then later on buy with the uh, AMC app. But man, just... Seeing by six o'clock, almost all of the showings by us were sold out. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's definitely a testament of how much these movies mean to people. And it's also honestly the end of an era. It's like the end of like they're calling this the Infinity Saga, I believe. Yep. And it is the end of an era in more than one way because apparently, according to one of the Russo brothers, Endgame means the final cameo of Stan Lee. And That's a very sobering thought, but we yes. knew this from before Captain Marvel came out that this is as far ahead as the the producers went yep. and said, yeah. I do believe they did record a cameo for Stan for Far From Home. That's what I was hoping. I mm. thought that that's where it would end because you know they filmed that last summer and he was still around, but I didn't know. But do you think maybe they recorded the cameo and they're like, I don't think we can do it because apparently – the cameo that he did in Captain Marvel, which by now the movie's been out for a little over, mm. a little under a month, but not over a month, whatever. Mm. But almost that, a month. Yeah. Over, under, depending on your preference. Yeah. Or right in the middle. Or whenever you're listening to it, this movie's been out for years. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it that's really funny is, or not. You're funny. You think they're going to be listening to this for years from now? Well, okay. maybe. But the thing about it that's really depressing, <laughs> not funny, depressing, yeah. is apparently for the Captain Marvel cameo, they had asked Kevin Smith if he could maybe lend them the line, you know, the audio clip of Stan going, uh, trust me, true believer, mm-hmm. at the end of the scene with him and Brody from Mallrats. Mallrats, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Stan was having problems saying the line or remembering the line, I believe. Mm-hmm. And hearing that, that's very disconcerting. Yeah, I mean, it, it it is, but at the same time, Stan, as great as he was, he was old. Yeah. He was a very old, like, his death, as, as sad as it was, not the most unexpected. No. Like, it came down to, I was kind of just waiting for it. And I didn't want it, but it was 
I was prepared for it. You know what I mean? As we said during our Stan Lee tribute episode, I was the one that texted Eddie, and like yep. that was like he was the first one. Our mutual friend Katie was the one that told me, yep. and I'm like, oh, oh no, oh no, and again, yeah, it's expected. It was expected, but for it to happen in general, you know, it hurts. still sucks. It still hurts incredibly, but yeah. So we can anticipate perhaps the same opening for Avengers Endgame. I imagine we'll see that opening for at least the next year of films, if not more. Like you just think a tribute so? to, I think so, because like just to give him that tribute, like he was around he's been in Marvel he's basically the face of Marvel Comics. A year, you know what a year sounds like a good time frame to, yeah. to do that. You know, beyond what we know is is on the way, mm-hmm. uh, far from home, of course. Yeah, because not next. everyone's going to go to every one of these movies, yep. Yep. and they'll see the Stan tribute each time. That yep. yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And yeah, like I said, you know, I do I just hope that his last cameo is a memorable one? Because in my opinion, I still say like his best cameo in recent memory was the Spider Verse one. Like that is especially because context is king. When it happened, the you know cameo came out after he passed. You hear the line of, "I'm gonna miss him." You know he was a friend of mine. That like tears at the heartstrings. But man. still, that was. I mean, I understand the importance of context, but wasn't that the first post mortem? Yes. yes, that's why I'm saying so, context is king. It really hurts even more. I was thinking context in terms of the lines oh, that comprise the. Honestly, both. Okay. Because when you hear that line of, "I'm gonna miss him," like. Yeah, we are going to miss you, Stan. Right. Yeah. Comes right back at you. Mm-hmm. Not only that, then uh, Once Upon a Deadpool came out right after. Did it come out right before, right before, right after Spider Verse? I know it came out the same month. Came out same month, but right before Spider Verse yeah. because Spider Verse was like a Christmas movie for yeah. me. Well, did you yep. you remember the Deadpool cameo? Quote, yeah. Air quotes on that. That was or in the, the movie. The, just... the Stanley cameo, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, where he's the graffiti on the wall. Yes. Did yeah. you see the altered graffiti in De- Once Upon a Deadpool? Yes. They yeah. put an RIP form on that. It was. Rather touching, also, you know, again, pulling at my heartstrings every time I see it. I would say even more so the stuff after Once Upon a Deadpool. Yes, oh my god. And I was getting ready to leave the theater, I'm just standing up, I'm like, oh no. Mm -hmm. So, if Eddie, you haven't seen Once Upon a Deadpool. No, I was going to ask, I think, did it come out? It came out. Yep. Okay. It was actually a part of uh, Ryan Reynolds' Fudge Cancer, because, you know, we can't really say, because we're a PG-13 show, damn it. Well, it was but, a PG-13 movie. Yes, it was, so we'll say Fudge. <laughs> Perfect. But the Fudge Cancer campaign, all the ticket sales went to that. That's why I honestly went to it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's kind of cool to see the bizarre idea of a PG-13 Deadpool. And I, I always find it funny, you know, we both, you know, you and I have bonded over Deadpool over the years. Yes. And do you think a PG-13 Deadpool can work based on that version? I think the idea of it can work, but at the same time, I found myself, especially having seen Deadpool 2, you know, the original cut of the movie, um, I found myself the entire time just looking for the edits. Yeah. Like, I was looking to see, like, exactly what was removed from what scene, what was changed in dialogue, or what was added. And a lot of times, it's, yeah, it's the blood and the gore and, and the language for the most part, but then they were, you know, they added some deleted Wait, footage. Is, is it language or language? <laughs> it's a bit of both. But I think, and maybe it was brought up when we first talked about this whole thing coming out that, oh, they're being very smart. They're really broadening the appeal to make it more viewer-friendly mm-hmm. to younger people. So, uh, you know, but going with your idea, marks there. Going with your idea of watching it for the edits, I mean, you know, when I went to your house one day, Eddie, we were watching, like, on the TV, the uh, PG-13 cut of Deadpool 1 on FX. Yeah. And 
being able to see that as well. Oh, that was a thing. Yeah, you didn't. It, no. Yeah, <laughs> they're airing it on FX like every like I think they air it like once a month now or something. But really, it, some yeah. When there's any given superhero movie coming out, yeah. you'll get several showings of you know throughout the week, maybe mm-hmm. starting on a Wednesday and then leading right up to it, and then you'll get a marathon of that weekend uh, during that weekend of the opening of a new of a movie. So yeah, and it's smart. It really is smart oh, yeah. to do. Speaking of marathons, anyone interested in the uh, 22 Marvel 59-hour marathon AMC's nope, doing? Nope, <laughs> I am going home and watching Endgame the day before the movie. Wasn't it enough to have the offering of, what, $1,000 to somebody who watches yes, I 20 movies? Well, you have a big enough social media presence that they probably would have taken you. Because Prob- you needed certain specifications, a certain amount of followers and stuff like that to do it. Probably, oh, but... Oh, I didn't realize... <laughs> That yep. was a quality because uh, they wanted yeah. you to live tweet and live. Okay, but yeah. here's the, the thing for thing. me: I like sleep. Yeah, sleep exactly. is so good. <laughs> like when I sleep, I like to pretend I'm a Viking because it's good times. So <laughs> wow, it's bordering on TMI. And, you know, so it's going into Ralph Wiggum territory, but <laughs> and REM sleep, exactly. REM sleep. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm losing my religion, Eddie. <laughs> Oh, wrong now REM. You haven't? Okay, I, yeah. Stop that. <laughs> but if you believe. They put a man with a spoon. Anyway. <laughs> you don't mean Spoon Man. Well, that's Soundgarden, Eddie. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Off of that album, Super Unknown. That's super Unknown. Mm-hmm. So is it known? Or it's only Super it's, Unknown? It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, the dad jokes and puns that you all come for, ladies and I gentlemen. I just go for the music. But they're puns. For 400, Alex, yeah. <laughs> well, bringing up back what we were talking about before, there was someone that b- paid $500 that's for endgame tickets. If that's true, that guy is insane. Because, yes. He's rich. I, I, yeah, maybe. Maybe now he's, he's poor. Really stupid. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, like, yes, I know the appeal of wanting to see it that first day, that Thursday night preview showings. Like, everyone wants to do that. But if the movie sells out, you can see it the next day or the day after. The or week, an hour later. <laughs> well, we don't yeah. know what else that included, like the limo ride back and forth. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it better have that price. Red carpet. But I, I was saying earlier, like... <laughs> I'm sorry, I, just I, imagine the visual of a guy pulling up in a red with a red carpet and a limo to a mall. <laughs> a bucket of champagne and just the accolades, you know, not somebody even, throwing petal, rose petals on the floor, who knows. Not even the Mall of America, home of the first ever WCW Nitro in 1995, but just a regular dumpy little mall. Minneapolis, <laughs> St. Paul, shout out, we love you. That's okay. how I imagine every comedian rolls up to the Palisades Mall for the comedy club. They perform at there. Oh my God! There's a comedy club there. Yes, yes that's where I saw T.J. Miller. Oh really? Yes, and, and every comedian I've seen Mike Birbiglia there and T.J. Miller. Oh, I love Birbiglia. And from what I understand, every time a comedian's on the stage, they always make a joke about the fact that they're in a mall. Wow. Are you, so you've not Peter been to the Palisades I, Mall? I have not been to the Palisades. So you haven't seen? I guess the red carpet is up. You don't notice that there's a comedy place. <laughs> Which when I walked by, I said, "Oh, there's a comedy place here." Yeah, that's tremendous. It's a nice place. Well, it's, no, it's not that big, but I don't know yeah. how many they seat. <laughs> <laughs> but Oofa. Where were we? Um, when it comes well, to we're that in guy, the radio station right now recording. Oh, yes, we are. Yeah. Um, that guy that bought those two tickets. Like, I understand. Like, when you know, there's scalpers and those t- shows sold out for like a concert or like a comedy show or whatever, I understand paying that little extra so you can get those tickets from the scalper or whatever. But for a movie, that movie's gonna be in theaters for probably all summer, all the way until September. I don't. I honestly don't because I, five point five so. well, times is, too much. I would say it's going to leave well, theaters by June, maybe mid June. You think so? Be, I, it I did only the same. say that because it won it super popular. Infinity War lasted well into July. 
But yeah, that's what I'm saying. July, June, July. Yeah, that's true. But Avengers, the first Avengers, when it came out in May, was still in theaters at RMC in September. The Seriously? I went. I bought the the Blu-ray the night it came out, and I went to the mall the next day, and it was still had a showtime. Black Panther was Maybe. still showing as well when we were on our road to Infinity War. Yep. But then it was probably down to one showtime a day, I guess. Yes, it was, still, but yeah. it was still in theaters. So yeah. I'll point that out. But That's insane. And Yeah, but they're still getting time for Christmas at home, oh, yeah. on home release or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, absolutely. But going back over to that uh, 22 film marathon, no judging. I mean, honestly, look at the culture we are in, oh, you know, yeah. in geek culture. Yeah, it's... Would I do it if I had the time? You know what? Yeah. But I would have done it when I was a lot younger. Like maybe, you know, I'm like 15, 16. Yeah. But a lot younger. <laughs> that's half of my age, Eddie. Yes, it is. Well, but it's... that you wouldn't have been allowed to possibly say. Oh, B.S. My mom would have been down for that. <laughs> oh, okay. Fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to mom. Okay. Hell yeah. But it, it, hashtag OMG. It's something I would do like at home because I own all the yeah. movies. And I would marathon, like, I'd take three days off and marathon them and go to sleep in between. As friend of the show, Jeremy Bagley. And in between, pee, you know. Yeah, exactly. As friend of the show, Jeremy Bagley. Well, you can go pee, wait a minute, you can go pee during the uh, intermission or during the credits. Yeah. She's Louise Simonson, Eddie. Yes, exactly. We like Louise. Does anyone know about Run Pee? Yes, yes. yes. Run Pee is an app for all iOS and Android devices. No, we are not getting paid for this, but we'd love to get paid, Run Pee, <laughs> which is a great sentence I never thought I'd say today. But <laughs> Run Pee is an app where you're able to like check certain cues where you won't miss much about the movie. It tells you to, how much time you have yeah, to go run and pee. <laughs> and it also tells wow. you yep. the uh, ability, oh, this movie has post-credits. Oh, this movie has mid-credits. And yep. it's great. It really is. Like That's actually helped me when I go to see a movie. I'm like, Oh, is there a mid-credit scene? Oh, well, see you guys later. <laughs> this is one of his famous repetitive lines. Oh, see you later. <laughs> but it's it's very funny that the idea of the whole marathon's going on. But yeah, if I was younger, I would do it. But otherwise, nah, nah. But like no. you know, friend of the show Jeremy Bagley said, it's it's not the uh, crappy basic comedy or a basic zombie channel AMC. It's the actual AMC. Yes. So the theater, the theater, and yeah, I, I I would love to see it. You know, also a friend of the show, Joe Abraham, was talking. He's like, wow, their AMC is going to be showing them so I get to watch Captain Marvel for free? No, Joe, no. it's not true. <laughs> it's impossible. I'd like somebody to either take a picture, a video of, of who actually does do this, like the number of people. That should go to this. Regardless event, yeah. of however many it becomes. Imagine, all they should do is take a before photo, and then when it's all said uh, and done, how many are left? Well, there's yeah. that. Yeah, there's that too, right? Just half of there. Yeah. But, oh, <laughs> man. And half there's Peter's outcome of Endgame. Half are there, and ha- the odor remained. Because that's 59 hours. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm so good, but... I'd have to leave, shower, and come back somewhere in the middle of that. And I mean, honestly, people, if you want to do, you know, that marathon of watching the movies one after the other, you know, we recommend doing listening to each of our episodes where we review each movie. So we think you should do that instead. I mean, it's going to take a little bit longer, but you're in the comfort of your own home with headphones or earbuds listening to Eddie Wilson and Peter Melnick talk about Marvel movies and how I flip-flop on my opinions all the time. And really, really sore ear ears because of listening to the buds or the headphones or whatnot <laughs> and the rankings OMG. hey hey rankings are important well I'd, I saw your ranking when you did Captain Marvel how you had a lot of ties on that list I no, changed I saw that, that but and, and Charles Perello yeah 
and everyone else who gave me crap about that. But yeah, the ties are gone. People, I let him go all this time, and now <laughs> the bill comes due. Oh, but wait a minute. You have oh. ties in your rankings. I do, but nobody's ranking on me because of that, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, also. I'm not as prolific with my rankings. Well, I like They're the, just there. I, like I just go along with the way you do. And now on your own personal podcast site, it's out of 10, not out of 5, like we've done since the entire inception of The Marvelists. <laughs> exact mundo. He likes raspberries. Well, they're delicious. I actually ate a whole bag of the Haribo ones. With yogurt. Like my one cheat day, I was like, you know what, I'm going to have a whole bag of these. It's not Haribo? Well, it's the bear thing. Yes, it is. Har- Gummy. But anyway. Haribo raspberries? Yeah, they have those. Really? Yeah. They're called, oh. well, they're Haribo berries. I'll stay with the fish. The oh, Swedish fish? You're thinking of Swedish fish. Oh, I those sh- are good, too. Those are very good. Yeah. Except when one went crunch and it was part of my filling that came out. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> when I hear that, I actually felt that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ow, mm-hmm. ow, ow. That would be the nougat from the Three Musketeers boring a hole into my tooth, too, I would feel. But we digest. These these would be happening. This would be a terrible thing to have happen while you're watching Endgame. Just imagine you're watching like the first five minutes of the movie and you have a dental emergency in the middle of the movie. I would not leave. If I... Uh, I don't even know how to I would, s- I would, I would open up my soda cup, pull out an ice cube and throw it on my tooth and yeah. just keep doing that throughout the entire movie. I think it would hurt a lot. <laughs> it would, but it would also it. numb it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Leave it around your gums. <laughs> now, also, people... People... People. 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 We got peeps. People. Well, it is Easter yeah. time heading up to, and exactly. we have peeps available. Do we have peeps here right now? No, we do not. But Dang. we, well, we have people. People. Yes. People. <laughs> <laughs> now, like I said, also with the Avengers Endgame Marathon, I just think the idea of doing that is rather ludicrous. But mm. people out there who listen to the show, yeah, we, if you are actually going to do it, Tweet us. We would love to see what that entails and how you feel before and after. Yeah, what frame of mind you went into it and how much loss of memory cells you came through with. Now, the other thing going on is since this is Avengers Endgame speculation for for all of us, Eddie and I will not tell our thoughts on what we think is going to happen in the movie, but we want to ask you, Rob, what do you think is going to happen in Endgame? Uh, I have so many different thoughts on this because they're, you know, if you haven't seen the trailers, I don't actually want to spoil anything. If you haven't, don't want to watch it, so I'm not going to. But I don't know if there's going to be a time jump from the end of Infinity War to when all, you know, everyone got dusted. Spoilers for Infinity War if you haven't seen it by now. What I mean, that thing invaded pop culture with Maymays and everything. Dank Maymays. Oh, yes. I was actually pretty impressed when that went out. Like, there weren't, there were memes about that but people they didn't say what it was and people who hadn't seen the movie yet didn't quite get the meme my favorite thing was the uh that one pick art app where you could create you know the little dissolving thing. yeah and i used to ha- i had that on mine and everyone's like you're an asshole <laughs> <laughs> the ones that got it got it the ones that are like oh yeah that was on par by the way with when i spoiled uh the force awakens for a friend of mine my friend carla uh she went to go see it and i told her i go Man, you're really going to love that movie. And if you haven't seen this movie, it came out in 2015, what are you doing with your life? But with The Force Awakens, I told her, oh, yeah, Luke has the best lines in the entire movie. You're going to be quoting him for days. (laughs) And she watched the movie. And at the end, she's just like, I hate him so much. (laughs) Because the joke is he didn't talk, people. Nope. (laughs) 
everyone was hyped up to see more Luke, and they got thir- what ten seconds. They of sure him? did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes back to Endgame, I'm speculating that one we know it's pretty with a uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home coming out this summer that we know so- at least some of the heroes are gonna come back. We don't know exactly who, but if not all of them, but I think we're gonna lose some people. I won't. I can speculate on who. Um, probably some of the core original Avengers. Oh yeah. I don't want it to happen, but I have a feeling it is going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I what I want to happen, and this is just speculation on my part, is I want Tony everyone, Stark... Everyone oh, lives a happy ending. Yeah, well, yeah. I want Tony to survive, but retire the Iron Man suit and just mentor Peter and, like, just be that figure for him to, like, go to, but no longer... Be, but pass the mantle of Iron Man down to someone else. I don't know who. They could bring in Ruby Williams from, you know, Ironheart if they wanted to do that, because I know they're setting... It looks like they're setting up Young Avengers. Right. But we won't know until we see the movie. That's what I'd like to happen, but ultimately, it's up to them. I think also in regards to... I know I've heard a rumor that the character, the kid who played uh, his... The, the young kid in Iron Man 3, mm-hmm. that he's either going to be at the funeral or he's going to be made the new Iron Man. Yeah, I did see he was cast in the new movie. So... Um, I don't know under... Obviously under the same character, but I don't know what role in the movie he's going to have. And then we have the actress uh, who plays the role of the girl on uh, something reasons why twelve reasons why. I've never seen that show. I think so it's I twelve reasons why. It is twelve. Reasons. Yes. Okay. Or no, it's thirteen. I'll let, well, we're going on thirty now. But, <laughs> oh. What up, Mark Ruffalo? That's right. But the idea of you know all that, I think mm. I definitely see that happening, and I don't want it to happen. Yeah. You know, and you know what I mean. I'm not. No, I'm not trying to poo your idea. It's just like the idea of. I don't want them to go. I know, go. I know. We don't want them to go, but if, after 10 years, we're ready for a new era. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, who are you talking about in that we, Rob? Uh, the I, royal we. I'm, yes. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I don't want anybody to go. I don't think we, any of us actually do, but it's inevitable at this point. And post-Endgame, what do you think is going to hold for the future? Like, what... What big bad do you think we could see happening? Well, now that you know Disney has acquired Fox, Galactus. Well, you're going for Galactus? Go- yes, because that's the ne- I mean that's the next logical step in my uh, in my opinion because they want to introduce the FF, like get them back in there in a movie that doesn't suck. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think Galactus would be the next big bad, especially if you now that we have James Gunn back on Guardians Three and the thankfully yes, that's we secured. Do. All that back, I'm so happy about that because I was very worried that, you know, especially after they fired him way back when that we were going to lose some of the actors, especially Dave Bautista, who said he was going to go with him if they didn't use the script. Thankfully, they were going to, but I didn't know how that was going to pan out. For the wrestling fans out there, they they gave Dave what he wanted. They gave Dave what he wanted. Yes. So I just, I find the whole, uh, it's very kabuki ish in some ways because the aspect of the, you know, they, I believe it was just, uh, we're going to fire him for now. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. James, call us back in five months and everything <laughs> blows over. You'll have a new identity. You'll be uh, changing. You'll be going to witness protection with Takashi 69 but we'll figure something out. No, you'll be going to witness protection with DC first. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Got to reboot their Suicide Squad before him. Hunka, hunka. But the... <laughs> You know, I haven't seen that movie since it wasn't since it wasn't theaters. I have refused to watch it again. But that that scene 
always comes to mind whenever I think about it. My favorite thing is I didn't mind the movie on the initial viewing, and then I tried rewatching the extended cut, and I always tap out of the Harley Quinn scene, like the yeah. opening scene with her where she's in the cage and mm-hmm. she gets. Because there's also a part of me that just like maybe it's just me, but over the top violence doesn't get to me. But cruelty, like just the way they can, you can be cruel to a character. When she starts getting tasered, I just like tap out. I just it bothers me. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Don't like the torture. It's electric. Mm-hmm. Boogie woogie woogie. Stop <laughs> that. Well, that must be it. So you may have been tased and you didn't know it earlier in life. It's a possibility. I wasn't tased earlier in life. How do you know? I know you just didn't put a. Who's going to check? Did you put your tongue in a socket when you were a baby? No, I did not. <laughs> Outlet? These allegations. Stop these allegations. <laughs> it's a uh, difficult responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> But overall, I am extremely excited for this movie. Uh, the anticipation has been building all year. We anticipate. Patient. Patient. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're going to go along with this. Patient. There it is. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. The best birthday present I got was the first trailer dropping on my birthday. That's fantastic. Yes, I, like I was that. very happy because it had gotten postponed. It was supposed to drop like two days before. And then um, President Bush died. <laughs> Whoa! R.I.P. to President Bush, I guess. But President Bush Senior. But yeah, no. I, I happy I, birthday to you. Yes. No. Well, he died two days before. My <laughs> so it was supposed to air on Good Morning America that Wednesday, but they had the funeral service that day, so they postponed it to Friday. And I was like, yes. When they announced Deadpool was going to be a movie that was announced on my birthday. That's amazing. And also, the rest of Umaga died. So I got that going for me. <laughs> oh, you two really have things in common. Yeah. Uh, I haven't paid attention to the, the correlation there, but I do remember, <laughs> yes, it was to have premiered on GMA. Mm-hmm. And I think my wife had told me, in fact, she said, you know, they're going to show. I said, oh, okay, I'll be at the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that tidbit that isn't applicable I'm, for me. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get there. And even the newest trailer for Endgame, and I don't think there, there's any, when you're saying, Rob, I don't think there's any spoiler material in either of the trailers because you're seeing the characters that you figured were still alive. Well, the one spoiler is that you see someone in this movie. You see a a shot of somebody in their garb from the first movie that wouldn't change anything for years. And then you see her, or sorry, them with different... Features that so, would take years to develop that feature. So mm-hmm. what was it? Hair. So who is it? Just tell us. Uh, it's Scarlet it, Medusa. Oh. Stop. Black that. Widow. <laughs> it's Black Widow. Oh, when, hair. Because yes. she had the blonde hair in Infinity War, and she has that in some of the shots for the trailers for Endgame, and then in later shots, she's got her red hair back with blonde tips, as if the hair had grown back and she cut it. Hmm. Yeah. So I didn't notice a, that. And it would take time to do yeah that. i didn't so realize that it was it had tips uh, at the end I, yeah. I had heard and seen yes that the hair curl had gone back to her normal one mm-hmm. but uh yeah well I, hair i went to medusa i just you know you stopped that yeah i've <sighs> i have a s- s- kind of intense attention to detail sometimes so you I do i appreciate that things. yeah <laughs> well for this this is needed so yes but yeah i didn't want to spoil that but that there's a significant time jump in some way in this movie. I actually only saw the current trailer just once, and that was today. Mm-hmm. And I thought somewhere, sort of, you had a full shot. He was somewhat in the back of the shot, and it looked like he had, um, I don't know if it was full armor, but 
a headpiece on, possibly a helmet. I, I assume that was Thanos? Yes. Um, okay. There's been a lot of spoiler stuff about Thanos out because they've released products and images of him in the movie. Um, he's got his armor back. Mm. Like, because he took it off at the very beginning of Infinity War. And I was like, oh, well, we've been previewed in that armor throughout the MCU. Every time we've seen him in the MCU and the first Avengers, uh, Guardians 1, and of Age of Ultron, and so forth. Um, and then immediately he just took it off and then was just bare bones. Purpley. Bald, pur- yeah, purple. Very purpley. Yes. <laughs> Which I didn't mind, but I was like, oh, I kind of wanted to see him fight in the armor. But um, So I'm glad we're getting that. But most of those um, previous little snippets mm. end of movies were relative close-ups. I don't think they were full full shots. Uh, the only full shot they gave us of Thanos was in Guardians when he's on his throne. Yes. He's talking to Ronan, and they gave us a yes. full shot of him in his armor. I've been yeah. seeing a lot of uh, merchandise, and it's been featuring Thanos holding that uh, double-edged sword. Yep. Right down to where the Build-A-Bear they made for Thanos he's has the double-edged it. sword. Well, here's, here's, it's perfectly balanced, by the way. <laughs> Move over, Deadpool. Thanos is in town. I guess it would be. It's, that's his thing. It's perfect, perfect balance. <gasps> There's a matchup. You stop yep. that. Another thing about that is products for Infinity War, he had his full armor and that sword. They're, really? They're not like... You know the Marvel Legends, which is like the high, like the higher quality action figures you can buy. The kitty toys. There was a, there's a thing of like the Avengers as cars going. You know those little race oh, car tracks. Thanos tracks. car. I well, love he, Thanos he was, car. He was well. That's the thing. Thanos wasn't the car. He was the thing that would knock the cars off the track. But they also but had Thanos had, car. Yeah. But he had that sword, and I was like, "What is this?" And now we're finally seeing what it is. Well, a lot of stuff from this movie is actually featuring leftover stuff from en- or, uh, Infinity War. As far as yeah. I know, because I I've imagine seen... they would have shot some stuff that they had sets for, like while they were doing Infinity War. They that's why I think yeah. the Stan Lee cameo was actually shot when they were film doing the early stuff for Infinity War. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, with Stan Lee cameos, they did a bunch of them because he was getting you know, older and stuff. They did a bunch of them in front of green screens. That's we've talked about that on yeah. the show not too long ago, mm-hmm. and apparently that has been debunked. Debunked? Oh, really? Okay. So. That's what happens with rumor and innuendo. You yeah, end up having yeah. certain things, and they just poof. But I bet you know it's good to have rumor. And, you know, you learn things, and then if you learn they're not true, then you just accept it. Like, exactly. You, just, you snap your fingers, and then yes, half of the population disappears, and <laughs> half of all living things. I have a gauntlet at home. I could just. Do Me that. too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting that signed by George Perez at East Coast Comic Con. Oh, when's that? That is going to be in May. May. That is, I Mid, believe, mid May, seventeenth to the nineteenth. Ooh. And we may have an announcement involving one of us for that. But once again, stay tuned. I might just go with you. You should. <laughs> I'll be there Saturday. He's just coming. Where is it? In Secaucus, New Jersey at the oh. Meadowlands Expo Oh, I'm Center. definitely going. Yeah, so It's a train ride away. away. I didn't even take the train. Just drive there. What, that too. <laughs> that's what we I've done. I usually, yeah. when I go to New York Comic Con, I just drive to Secaucus and take the train from there. My problem, we've done that before for uh, New York Comic Con. We ended up trying to leave the car there in Secaucus, and it was already packed, jam-packed. It, it can get rough. you got to get there early. Yeah. Yeah. Like pre-sunrise, possibly. Pretty much. I usually get there right around it. like maybe 30 minutes after sunrise. Which is something, unfortunately, I have to go back to, and I, and I thought of with these early endgame showings, mm-hmm. what time do you have to be there to park your car for... A five or a seven uh, o'clock show. I so mean, here, so here's what I always do, especially at our mall, the the Galleria. I park Crystal Room. I park by Billy Bees. No one ever parks up there. You're only you're upstairs, but you go in, just go down, just go walk into the theater. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm doing. And now, that. And now everybody knows the former FYE. Don't take my parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the former FYE? Yep. Yes. 
Ooh, I like that. It breaks my heart seeing that place, by the way, because I miss FYE. <laughs> I do. You still want a new Not book. as much as you miss Toys R Us, buddy. No, I miss FYE more. Oh, no. I miss I miss Toys R Us, though. I hope well, Jeffrey's toy box was a rumor or something like that. It might come back. I know I, I got to meet Jeffrey the Giraffe yeah. at Toy Fair this past year. That yeah. was fun. <laughs> That's the end of that yeah. anecdote. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love my toys. I'm getting more into the high end stuff like this Deadpool. Like if I didn't say that, you're making a, them sound like a fine wine to buy the. He is. Wine, he is a way. very fine wine. He's an expensive toy, but I have a Hot Toys Deadpool sitting in front of me, and he's one of my favorite things. Which we'll actually be taking pictures of and thrown up on the Facebook page. Absolutely. I'll pose them for you. That is yeah. that is fantastic. Yeah. It's up to you to do that. I you know, yeah, remove yeah. from this one. I'll just be a spectator. Mm. Well, I mean, you can but, take pictures. But I recently I got him. I Come recently you got, guys can do that too. <laughs> But I got him. I recently got the Iron Spider from Infinity War, and then I got Thanos on the way from Infinity uh, War. And he's going to stand like this tall. Is it armored Thanos or is it Stone Cold Steve Thanos? Stone Cold Steve Thanos. Oh, I love Stone Cold Steve Thanos. <laughs> and spe- speaking of armored Thanos, they ju- like Sideshow just I saw announced it. armored Thanos today, and that comes out in January. And I'm like, damn it. Like, yeah. I would have preferred that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but, now you're going to have Stone Cold Steve Thanos. Yes, I am excited about it, though. It does look really cool. Wait, who is it? Stone Cold Steve Thanos. Stone Cold Steve Thanos, yes. <laughs> We're going to make that a thing, by the way. It does look like him. It's really... <laughs> now you point Stay that tuned. Out. Stone Cold Think Thanos becomes the thing. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> wow. And thing I haven't ring, even drink. Thing ring do your thing. What a terrible catchphrase that was, by the way. Thing and ring do your thing from the Thing cartoon. Oh, yeah. real? Okay. Certain things I've never caught, so I didn't even know about Oh, that. lucky yeah. you. Yeah. But, Someone was talking to me about the original. I've seen bits and pieces of the first Spider-Man live-action TV show. And I owned not, it on DVD. Yeah, I believe you did. Uh, <laughs> it's not surprising anymore. No. Um, and how like him climbing up walls was very much just him like floating next to a wall as he made his films. <laughs> Gotta watch it yeah. soon. <laughs> oh man, see that would be. We we've contemplated dibble dabbed in the idea of doing a Patreon, and I feel. Me and Eddie doing commentary over those kind of shows would be really fun. Or like yeah. even a watch along, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I actually own the entirety of the uh, Spider Man cartoon from sixty seven. He does. Too. Absolutely. Yeah, I borrowed oh, yeah. it for twelve months. It was a great time. It I sure remember, seemed like it. I remember that I just went um two thousand and seven, I wanna say. I went to a con it, you know, a gas station in South Carolina while I was on vacation, and I found the latest Spider-Man book. This was before I was collecting heavily. And in the back, it advertised that DVD set, and I was like, I really want this. And I went to Media Play to get that. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a name yep. I haven't heard in a long time. Yep. No, yeah. I got that uh, was a gift, either a birthday or Christmas, mm. when it had first come out. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. Yep. Wallop and Web Snapper. That's exactly right. <laughs> Now, before we wrap this episode up, we want to segue over to our interview with Marvel Comics and Image Comics legend Rob Liefeld. And that interview begins right about now. And now it is time for our interview with Marvel Comics legend and one of the co-founders of Image Comics, Rob Liefeld. Rob, how you doing today? 
Hey guys, I'm great. Excited uh, to talk to you. So I hear there's something very major going on in your uh, career at the moment. Uh, hey, I'm all about the puns. Believe me. Uh. No, 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 I do it myself. I tell everybody I have a major project coming out. Come on, you don't think you can't leave that, you know, hanging on the side. You got to, you got to pull it in. You got to use it. You know. So yeah, no, absolutely. I have a major project, Major X, uh, comes out for Marvel uh, this week. Uh, very excited. Long time plan, uh, planning. Um, I'm just very excited to share with people finally get into their hands. Yeah, I mean, this is the one time that it's great to be with an ex, you know. So, with Major X, <laughs> what were your inspirations for this character? Um, well, my inspiration was to do a character that uh, had a different uh, motivation than, than my, my previous characters. And honestly, if, if, if especially in the X-Force universe, if you which were the characters I contributed, kind of made my career. So you, if you stand Cable next to Deadpool, next to Domino, next to Shatterstar, you're not going to um, confuse who they are. They are. They're very individual. They're very, you know, um, easily identified. Uh, and, and with Major X, I wanted a character who was also uh, very individual. Uh, not only did he look differently, but he had a different motivation. The, uh, this character has lost his home. It establishes a... Uh, a realm, a dimension, a slip where mutants exist in peace in a Shangri-La kind of existence, and uh, that realm collapses. He finds himself fish out of water, purged, landing in uh, kind of the 90s era. You know, Marvel dates their books. The Marvel Universe is never, I think, like, 12 or 15 years, like, older than 12 or 15 years, maybe less, maybe a little more, but in 1991, but it's that era, and uh, he's not a time traveler, but he's got to learn and get some help from the allies that he makes along the way. The great thing is we haven't shown who the antagonists are, and uh, you get to meet them in issue two. We've kind of hidden them the whole time, and so he's just a, a guy who believes he can restore his home, and uh, save everything that he loved and he had. Robert, there are a fixed number of characters, at least in your in your planning, that uh, we'll be introduced to once this starts and Major X gets going? You know, yeah, Major X does not arrive alone. He's got uh, some friends and some foes. I think there's about seven uh, significant new characters. And then there's a bunch of guys who I have created along the way, uh, smaller faces who I believe... Uh, deserved a bigger uh, stage, and they definitely get it uh, in this. Like, uh, I did a two-parter, Wolverine 154, Wolverine 155, uh, had Deadpool in it, Wolverine. Uh, it established a kind of a mutant, mutant cult called the, the Watchtower, and a guy called the Administrator. They're not the big bads, but they're involved in this. Uh, there's a lot of different characters that I introduced to that storyline, and uh, they get their play this time around. So, a uh, lot, lot, lot of new faces. Maybe one familiar face with a new wrinkle, but you'll have to wait and see much later in the story. Well, that's usually an aging thing with wrinkles, correct? That's it, baby. <laughs> it's got to be, I guess. Would you think that, and I'm not saying it's typical of other storylines, but and I don't know how far out you're thinking and how the storylines unfold, 
that uh, some of these other characters that we will be introduced to will get, you know, solo stories or maybe a couple of them will be highlighted in a certain issue, that kind of thing? You know what? Um, like, there's a character called Dreadpool. I've already kind of introduced him on social media, and uh, he's a, a big kick. I think that, that he will find his way uh, into a more prominent position. I, I It was a... He was kind of the element of the story that I wouldn't have put in 20, 25 years ago. But because it's happening now, it just uh, it, it, it made sense to, to push this character in there as well. He's a lot of fun. Deadpool, he kind of freaks Deadpool out. Uh, but he, he's definitely involved with Major X. Again, there's a couple more. Let's see. Uh, as with everything, it's how people receive this stuff, right? You know? Um, it's in the fans' hands. Let's see how they vote. Now, right now, it is very prevalent because the end game, pun intended for this right now, is you want to end up bringing these characters one day into the cinematic universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> and because of the fact of the recent Fox deal, X-Men characters will soon be able to be incorporated into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If it were up to you, how would you bring Major X into the MCU? You know, that's that's so far and because Hollywood takes, you know, the world have never been blended more. Uh, I, I I have to be careful with what I say. Everyone's paying attention because um, everyone's reading all the same sources, the Twitter feed, the Instagram. I, I believe he's very, the answer is I believe he's very simple in order. To, I think he's a really simple incorporation. Um, I mean, the way he's introduced the idea of, I mean, you, you could not say, uh, and that'd be something that is revealed later, but, I mean, he's a very resourceful, very clever character, um, very determined. But in regards to how Disney utilizes all the new X-Men or all the X-Men characters, it's going to be really interesting, guys. I mean, that's obviously the, I think that's the most intriguing aspect of everything that they have going forward. Um, I do believe the Deadpool universe is one thing. It's a, it's kind of a separate. I think they're going to continue to let that operate in its own pocket. And, and I don't have any inside news that I could share other than guys. He's on the Walt Disney homepage. Okay. And he's right there next to Mickey Mouse and Robin Givens from GMA. I mean, it's kind of, <laughs> my, 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 my sister had uh, contacted me the, the night the merger went through. I said, have you seen the Disney homepage? And it, routinely I check it. And there he is in all his glory, my little boy, staring back at everybody. And, uh, and, and you go, man, he really made the jump. I mean, that, that, is a, that is a bold statement of confidence. I definitely think he's got a bright future there. Otherwise, he wouldn't find himself in that position. But, you know, Major X really was my attempt to do something a little broader. And uh, I think you'll see when, when you read the book uh, and you see how he, how he fits in that he's uh, – He'd be a great piece to the X-Men universe. I think he'd be a, on, on, on all sorts of levels, but that's so above my pay grade. On the topic of Deadpool, you know, seeing the character show up on the Walt Disney website after the 20th Century Fox deal, what is it like knowing your character has invaded uh, pop culture like that and is that big of a creation where you, you see five-year-olds running around with Deadpool hats and shirts? It's insane. Yeah, and, and here's the deal, guys. I'm, I'm going to backtrack it. I, look, I live in a world of, of facts. I like facts. And the fact is, 
before the 90s were out, were over. By the mid-90s, Deadpool has five action figures. Cable has 15. Domino has four. Uh, you know, my kids got to know Deadpool through all of the Marvel video games that he paraded through and was very, honestly, you know, very prominent. He was a early unlockable character in Ultimate Alliance 2. Super, or maybe it was the first Ultimate Alliance, but one of those... He was in one of the Spider-Man games on level six. He was the he was the prize that you got to unlock if you made it through the Marvel Lego game. I had I literally had the president of Warner Brothers, whatever year that was, contact me and see if I had the password so his little kid could play Deadpool because that's all he wants is to unlock Deadpool. So I'm saying before the movie hit, now I'm going to come down. I'm going to give the movie all the due in the world. But Deadpool has been ridiculously popular. You can go back and look at those sales figures and look at those spinoffs and get action figures. The reason I bring up action figures, guys, those Marvel action figures were Walmart, Target, uh, Toys R Us, you know, rest in peace. They were in all the major uh, all the major outlets. Um, there was Deadpool was being seen by the mass media long ago. But have I experienced what I call the global worldwide phenomenon that is Ryan Reynolds' treatment of Deadpool, yes. It has um, increased the amount of space that he has in every retail, you know, outlet, whether it's uh, Hot Topic or more shelves in Target. There are, there are Deadpool pillows. There are Deadpool sheets. There are Deadpool blankets. So now we've gone... Basically, I, I was with my wife one day, and I go, look, look, this is when you know the character has penetrated as deeply as he can. I can't believe I just said Deadpool has penetrated as deeply as he can. But <laughs> I mean, in true Deadpool fashion. Here's the deal. It, gets a whole, it takes a hold of you, and you just can't let it go. Taylor Swift. Go, he's, in the, he's, in the, he's in the apparel section, both men and young boys, with all the T-shirts and the clothes. Taylor Swift They're dressed also, up as him. Yes. There you go. There you go. That I mean, dude, that flipped me out. But you've got him in the apparel section, you've got him in the toy section, you've got him in the home video, DVD, entertainment section, and then now, uh, obviously, the, the electronic section with the games. And then you've got him in, like, I, I call it the Bed Bath & Beyond section. And you go, <laughs> there are pillows and sheets. like this. So, yeah, no, it is super gratifying. And knowing that he is on the Disney homepage means uh, another 10 years for the Liefelds to dine out, okay? So, uh, thank you, Ryan. And uh, very, very exciting. And thank you, uh, Bob Iger, and, and wanting Fox to the tune of $71 billion. So. <laughs> well, being that you know Deadpool has become so popular, when you first create, like, came up with the idea for Deadpool and just coming up with no, that. No, I created it, you... buddy. I, that, that's mm. it. You shoot me in the head, Deadpool never happens ever, period, yeah. end of story. <laughs> there is no other option. Like, could you... All else is bullshit, <laughs> yes? Yeah. Could you ever have imagined that this would have taken off from that point when you were first sketching or thinking, even thinking about Deadpool as a concept? So, look, I don't know how old you are. I don't know, you know, at what point. I, I talked to a lot of kids who... Mm. They weren't even in, they didn't exist. Cable, uh, look, New Mutants was a trash book, man. It was about to be canceled. Yes, it was. It's one of the reasons, it's one of the reasons I took it. I was offered X Factor. They were shocked I took it down. It was, I mean, I turned X Factor down, but, you know, I tell people all the time, you got to manage your career. And I felt like young Robbie Liefeld, I was managing me way back then. I wasn't good enough to follow Walt Simonson. Mm. That would have been a bad look. I would have been uh, poorly compared 
uh, and measured to him. You know, he's in the, he's in his prime. I'm starting out, so I decided. They said, "Well, we have new units," but it was like, "But you don't want that." And I'm like, "I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll fix it up." And look, man, it was a book about young people done by old people. Um, uh, Boom Boom was dressed in 1989 like Madonna was dressing in 1982. Richter looked like he walked out of Billy Idol's Rebel Yell video seven years prior. Like they they were stuck in the early launch days of MTV, and I ate MTV up. I was 21 years old. I was the audience. I also, I got to tell you, man, I thought Xavier and Magneto were a couple of gas bags. I was tired of all their shit. Mm -hmm. I love the line in Dark Phoenix when Magneto goes, and there's always a speech, isn't there, Charles? (laughs) It's like, yeah, because, like, stop being a pacifist. And Magneto, you don't have to kill everybody. And Cable was pitched as the guy in the middle who comes in and goes, I'm from the future. I see every way you guys screw up. I'm here to tell you, you can't take this line down. You have to be aggressive. You don't have to kill everyone, Magneto, but you certainly cannot just relax and be and hope for the best, Charles. So Cable hits the New Mutants, takes these kids, puts them in better clothes, um, you know, uh, gives them a new mission. The book takes off. I was there. Mm-hmm. Every. Within six months, we had added 300,000 sales to our sale, our, our book. Mm. Buddy, that was because of me and my good friend Cable. That gave me carte blanche. Marvel said, God, I mean, they, that's not something they anticipated. So I was hoping with Deadpool to match Cable's popularity. Did I know it? Well, I knew at that point I had the Midas touch. Everything I was touching, I brought, look, Hawk and Dove never worked before. I did Hawk and Dove. Hawk and Dove was a hit. Yeah. Suddenly, I'm turning New Mutants into a hit. I got the touch. I knew that Deadpool and Domino were likely going to connect. Um, Deadpool was that New Mutants 98 flew off the stands. Deadpool, as laid out in interviews that I gave prior to X-Force 1 launching, which I was giving when I was finishing up New Mutants 100, I said, Deadpool will be back in issue six. Deadpool will be back in issue seven. Marvel's like, we can't wait that long. We've never gotten more mail on a new character like this in 15 years. Or it may have been longer. I think they compared him to Wolverine, Punisher, that kind of. And so I moved him up. That's why Deadpool is on the cover of X-Force 2. X-Force 2 had just sold a gazillion copies, and we put him on the cover and made him the first 11 pages of of X-Force 2. So, I mean, again, these, these, these moves were made because um, he was so well-received. And, again, like, that's why he's also in X-Force 4 and in X-Force 5 and in X-Force, you know, uh, I mean, 9, 10. He became a featured player because it literally is that, that, that old adage, because the fans demanded it. And so then, uh, you know, he's had his uh, – he definitely had his day. And like I said – Deadpool action figures were on the shelves in 1992. Dude, you gotta understand, I got in this business to make an impact. Mm-hmm. I'm an artist. I'm an artist who likes my stuff, seeing my stuff in 3D as toys. I'll be honest, because they made X-Force all of the action figures nine months after they were introduced, that was my motivation to go start Image Comics. I was super happy with the percentages that I had signed. I thought it was a great deal. It made sense. But I'm like, well, the next round of characters I should at least try and own 100% of. And that's why I went to Image. So, look, but as I said, there's, there's a difference between a character being popular and a character being a worldwide phenomenon. The worldwide phenomenon belongs with Ryan Reynolds. That's what he did to it. His portrayal, 
you know, the, the wrong guy could have portrayed him, and it would have been awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they always had the good. That script that they sat on for six years was the same script. This Deadpool, the first movie in 2016, was the same script they wrote in 2010. Um, they just didn't have the guts to make it until, God bless America, whoever leaked that footage <laughs> and got those millions of hits, you know? I remember actually Which, reading I mean, the uh, original version of the script, and there I saw like there were I believe a uh, a subplot with Amy Winehouse too, which that was yeah. one of those out there things. Big I was like, stuff. sure. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite characters, Kane, uh, was a major antagonist, but budgetary reasons they cut him out and just stuck with uh, Francis. But um, you know, like I said, yeah, they they did definitely edited things down, but. Everything in the 16 was in the 2010 version. They just purged other elements. Well, Rob, did that uh, did that include your cameo also? Uh, no, I'm in it, buddy. You just don't see me, and that's why I kind of declined to be in the sequel. I'm like, no one saw me in the first one. Can I just hang out on set and not have to worry about being on camera? It's so weird, you know. Like, you mentioned the thing about how um, you know, the, the, the ultimate triumph, the planting of the, f- the flag, the big, uh, the big uh, success nowadays is, is if your character makes it to the big screen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like Stan Lee ruined it for everybody. I mean, Robert Kirkman is not in a single episode of Walking Dead, and there's been over 100. Mm-hmm. Mark Miller is not in any of his adaptations. But people, you feel it. I go to these shows. I just did the trifecta. I did Emerald City. I did WonderCon. I did uh, C2E2 in successive weeks. Each one of those shows had over 100,000 plus in attendance. I mean, it's max capacity, fans, interaction, everybody. You need more cameos, you need more cameos, you need... So I'm like, you know, if you see in the first, in the movie, I'm at the bar, he says, Liefeld, and he actually addresses Buck, who he calls Fat Gandalf, but he says, Buck... And then he goes, Liefeld. Mm-hmm. And then they have a voice on me going, Hi, Wade. So, uh, yeah, guys, <laughs> that's your admission for tonight. Find Liefeld. I, I think I know exactly what scene you're talking about and exactly what lines. Okay. I've seen yeah. that movie so many times at this point. But, yeah, so it's there you go. one of my favorites. I mean, if we're being honest, two of the three of us in this room right now are wearing Deadpool paraphernalia, so we kind of have a little bit of a bias towards the character. <laughs> All right, so. guys. Well, if I'm being honest, I got uh, Deadpool keychain uh, in, in the car with you. So come on, man. We're, we're all living. We're, we're all doing go. it, right? <laughs> and one of, the, one of the things that I've always noticed about you, and I've when I used to do my old show, I wanted to get you on, and I was able to get you on for this show last year as well. The thing about you that really gravitates me towards you is your enthusiasm of not just your own comics, the art form in general. I love listening to you talk, and I remember, you know, listening to an interview you did with the late John Schnepp for Collider.com in promotion for Deadpool, and I was like, I want to talk to this guy. Not just about Deadpool, but, like, about Kirby, you know, and just the legends of the art form, and your love of the art form is pretty damn obvious. Well, um, I totally appreciate you telling me that. Can you still hear me? Yes, yes. Yeah, the, uh, look, here's the deal. You guys, I, I am in love with comics. Um, they, I installed a spinner rack in my house many, many, many years back and filled it with all the books I got, you know, uh, from in my youth. And, uh, because that stuff, like, Honestly, there's nothing else that makes me 
as happy uh, as a good comic or an old comic, especially the ones I bought in my youth. Um, not as not as crazy about today's you know mm. books in general. Uh, I, I might be a you know get off my lawn guy, <laughs> but uh, I'm still there every week grabbing them and uh, you know happy to. Happy to be actually ha- have a new comic on the stands because again, man, if you get it and you're experiencing it, there's there's literally nothing better. Well, Rob, in your youth, and if you recall how old you were that you first discovered, and who or which were your first comic books? My, um, I can tell you that without any like hesitation whatsoever, is uh, my my first comic that I grabbed was actually at the barber shop with my my the late barber we will know him as Fred and uh, Fred had uh, I was able to do com- I was able to read Richie Rich and Casper the Friendly Ghost comics okay uh, you were a Harvey but, guy uh, too <laughs> but but Fr- Fred had Fantastic Four 147 uh, which is uh, had Prince Namor jumping up out of the ocean to, to battle the thing. It is Rock'em Sock'em comics. Mm. Yeah, they, they stand toe-to-toe. Most everything that I loved as a kid is, is um, all those books are informed by action. And and th- these characters at Marvel, they knew how to throw punches. And, uh, you know, it was, it was fairly unapologetic. Um, I, I could use a little more action in my comics. Um, to be honest, modern day comics, and, and I made sure Major X is, is packed. But but that I had never encountered Namor. He was instantly my favorite character. I probably re- you know related to his rage and his you know his, his sense of outrage. Um, but seeing him throw down with Johnny and 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 and, uh, and Ben, and then at the end he he proclaims you know or, or Sue proclaims that she I'm leaving you, Reed. I'm going to live with Prince Namor, and I'm like. What's going on here? I knew from the book, like, they're married, but she's leaving him? What? Mm. Um, but it, the main thing I remember was how explosive the action was, how great the conflict was, the world Namor had, this undersea world Atlanta. So Fred saw how much I dug it. My dad saw how much I dug it. And he said, look, man, I just need comic books here for kids to read. I'll happily give that to you if you bring me back some Caspers, which, you know, Richie Rich. And man, I, I think we were we drove home and we're back inside twenty minutes and I made the trade and that then I started frequenting all the markets nearby and uh was just consumed by comics. I mean that that's uh nineteen seventy four. Um again I'm the old man of the sea. Uh so, you know, I uh I go way back, but man, that era that for me, nineteen seventy five to probably nineteen eighty is the uh it's just the, the sweet spot for me. It's the, it's when, you know, John Byrne, Frank Miller, Walt Simonson, and uh, George Perez were coming into their own. And again, Marvel was, I mean, just just fantastic battles, fantastic conflicts. That's what defined comics to me and larger-than-life characters and struggles. And so, you know, that was, uh, that's what's always turned me on about comics. How does it make you feel knowing, though, that your books have the same effect? On, there might be, you know, a young fan out there. Well, obviously, there definitely is a young fan out there who had the same 
response to your work as you did with that Fantastic Four? Um, it's weird because I do freak out over the guys. Every show that Neil Adams is at, and I do a lot of shows, and I see Neil a lot, so I'm always freaking out over him. And I believe he's the single best illustrator comic books ever saw. Um, he's not the best storyteller, but he's the single best illustrator. And, and that's not to say he's not a great storyteller, but guys like Frank Miller, they did it completely through storytelling and getting to you know talk to him about you know how he approached the page and how frank you know said i can't compete with all these pretty artists of his day he mentioned john Byrne. he's like so i just decided i'd get down and gritty and make the best storytelling but so when i meet fans and i see in their eyes that my era uh, especially that image comics era which is what i call the late i mean the early 90s i see how it affects people and I'm just grateful. I mean, honestly, how, how are you anything but? It's, it's, uh, for a guy who's, you know, 51, 32 years in, 33 years in, got hired when I was 18 years old, still pushing the pencil, still has the passion. It definitely helps get to the table and, and make art. Because uh, I'll tell you, man, the one thing my kids have heard me say is, damn, it's harder to start at the top of that page and get down to the bottom and finish it. <laughs> Holy crap. I, I, I may be better at it now, in my opinion, but... Man, it's, it's a tough order. It's a tall order. Uh, I don't work digitally. People always ask me, when are you going to work digitally? Never. i got to have paper and pens. I can't do that smooth screen, compressed touch, digital bullshit. That's not me. Mm-hmm. You're from my, t- I think, same cloth in a way, Rob, because you called yourself the old man of the sea, but... I'm two years older than you, so what does that make me? <laughs> All right, buddy. It makes us cool. That's it, you know that. what? Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I agree because these guys are definitely could be our sons <laughs> well, in that respect. I'm 30. I'm 27. I was actually born the year Deadpool came out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that means 98 is my birth year. <laughs> well, then, Rob, looking back on that, you know, over three decades, if you have or have, and you, you think and go, wow, where did the time go or um, anything like that? Oh, no, I felt all of it. I know where the time went. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, it's just, I like being the old guy much much more than I did being the young guy. And being the young guy worked out for me. But uh, being the old guy is, uh, you just sit there and eat. Like, I have a lot of work under my belt. I have a lot of pages. I've done thousands of pages, which was inconceivable to me. I, put it this way. When I was breaking in and drawing Hawk and Dove back in 88, and I had just finished, or 87, and I was just finishing uh, finishing up the issue, I had, I had I was friends over my amateur days, meeting guys like Jerry Ordway and guys like uh, Mike Zeck on the road. Would always kind of drop their dimes on me, and, and so long story short, the... Uh, I said, oh, man, Jerry, I just finished the Hawk and Dove. I feel so good. And he said, now you just got to get the 500 pages. My first <laughs> issue was 22 pages. And I go, what? Oh, yeah, the growth you'll see in your work after 500 pages, it's, it's phenomenal. And I'm like, shoot me right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> f- 500 pages? I'm never getting, like, that was inconceivable. So now to be the guy who has thousands of pages under his belt. That's, uh, you know, like I said, that's just a, uh, that's fun. And uh, 
look, man, I, I still chase all those guys. I, I, I buy all the stuff that Walt Simonson does. I buy anything Frank Miller does. Uh, Ordway, when Mike Zek does interiors. What did you think um, of uh, Simonson's Ragnarok, by the way? That thing was oh, I gorgeous. Love it. I mean, honestly, I think he's in the best condition of everybody that he, of his class. He, he finishes best in show. He's and still I- got it. The enthusiasm's there. The technique is there. Um, uh, there are some guys, and look, I pay an arm and a leg for some of these guys' work, okay? Hmm. I buy a lot of original art. And there's an era of this one artist I will not name, but I am convinced he made a deal with the devil that was a 10-year deal that expired exactly at the 10th year. <laughs> and I, I don't even know. I, I would never be a fan of his work from that 11th year on because it doesn't look anything like the stuff that made me love comics and fell in love with. And he did a run that is arguably the strongest run, the best run, my favorite run in comics. That's why... I buy so many interior art pages of that run. But you go, what? I mean, the only explanation, the only conceivable explanation is a deal with the devil. And the devil showed up and said, yeah, done, done. <laughs> Time's up. You're cooked. Uh, oh, man, without me, good luck. Uh, this man, it doesn't look the same. It doesn't look the same at all. Now, mm-hmm. I'm sad that a guy like George Perez, who is not who I'm speaking of, is retiring. I felt like he was still really doing a lot of strong stuff, but he had some problem with his eyes. And, uh, and he had you know, his heart um, problems. I, I wish too. him all the best. That that guy never phoned in a job that I could tell. Um, so yeah, dude. I mean, I, I still follow all those guys. That's the stuff I go back to the most. I, and my peers. I think Mark, Mark Silvestri doesn't get enough run as the single best illustrator of our generation. Um, there are other guys that get more uh, notice, but he could draw all of us under the table with ease. Um, and he. His evolution is exciting. I've seen his new book that he has, uh, that he's been working on for about five years, this Batman book that is just drop-dead gorgeous. So I can't wait, you know, to hold that in my hands. I've seen all the images he showed me on his phone, you know, some originals in his bag. But, uh, no, I mean, I just love comics. I love the art form. Like I said, I'm always looking for something new and, and, and some days, an independent comic will give you that kick. Uh, the guy's name is going to escape me, but there's a book called Headlopper, um, which is the most outrageous, crazy, batshit comic. And he literally cut somebody's head off every issue, published by Image Comics. McLean, McCain, I don't know what his name is, but Andrew McLean. Uh, yeah, maybe Andrew McLean. I don't know. I'm not sure. I just know the book. Um, so, I mean, there's still stuff that, excites me and um, really gets gets me going, but I do spend a lot of time with the stuff I grew up with. I feel like those kind of comics, we don't make enough of them anymore. That's my opinion. Now, real quick, rewinding back over to your introduction of comics, Fantastic Four, one of the things for us that we did recently was Fantastic February, where we covered as much as we humanly could about the characters. And mm-hmm. it seems that the Fantastic Four have been pushed to the wayside Myself, I'm predicting that they're actually going to be the big reveal at the end of Avengers Endgame. That's just me. But what I've been thinking about is why do they not get the emphasis that they truly deserve nowadays? Um, well, the fact is they were caught in the collateral damage. Of the, they, they were collateral damage in the conflict between uh, Fox and, 
and, and Marvel, later Disney. Uh, look, man, the reason the Fantastic Four is so revered is that run by Stan and Jack. Oh, yeah. The second best run, in my opinion, is Burns. Uh, that was a stellar, amazing run where he revisited a lot of the stuff we liked. And the reason Stan and Jack is so important is all the things that it established, whether it was the Inhumans, whether it was Galactus, Annihilus, the Frightful Four. Black Panther. Obviously Wakanda, yeah. I mean, I mean, Doctor Doom, duh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Silver Surfer, I, I just so much amazing, mind-blowing concepts. And uh, I think there may have almost been a deal, and then Fox pulled out, so it enraged Marvel. So I think they, you know, put them in a shelf, put them away for many years. They returned to comics in their own comic last summer, right? And it was very well received. But uh, I'm also, just so you know, I'm also in agreement with you that I believe they are, they have already been cast. And oh, we yeah. don't know about it, and we're going to see them 100. percent I was at- I, am, I, I don't know. I do not have any insider knowledge. I just know that that there's going to be a glimpse to the future. There's there's no way they're not going to load this movie with the most fan enjoyment possible. And you guys, one great thing about Marvel, I believe, maybe I'm projecting. I do believe they really make it a point to please their fans. The Marvel Cinematic producers oh yeah uh and and i think they know i think people have so many people have projected what they want to see it's it's almost like we can't get out of this nothing in front of me satisfies me culture it has to be we are always a what's next culture the minute we consume what's in front of us we're obsessed with what's happening next and sometimes i think we don't enjoy what's in front of us enough but i do believe i do believe man i think Whatever it is, I, I'm still out on the speculative, you know, limb here. Whether it's the snap that restores everything, because I mean, come on, man, it's pretty brilliant. If they restore everything, even if they do it through time travel, and as we know, wrinkles occur, well, then there's your there's your door that brings all the mutants and the Richards family, the FF, into the. I mean, it's so easy. It's 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 not it's not a difficult bar to clear for them. So, I'm with you. I. I would like more emphasis on the Fantastic Four. I think we're, we're both not getting the, the, the fix that we'd like. I mean, again, what people and maybe your readers don't understand, the thing was the Deadpool or the Wolverine of his era. Um, that, that I mean, you look back at those sales, the top-selling books for Marvel in the 70s for about seven years were Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four, and then Marvel Team-Up, and then they gave, you know, obviously Spider-Man had three titles, but Marvel 2 and 1 starring The Thing, the Thing got his own cartoon separate from the Fantastic Four on NBC. He was a giant, ridiculously popular uh, figure for them. And, uh, you know, but time passes, things change. It became The Punisher. It became Ghost Rider. It became Wolverine. It became, you know, Deadpool. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think there's so much mileage in the Fantasy Four. They truly, because of just by nature as scientific explorers, there's... There's no rooftop on what they can achieve. I think the major problem with the Fantastic um, Four in terms of interpretations over the past few years, like at least the live-action adaptations, they want to make them superheroes. And as I've said like 9,000 times during Fantastic February, they are explorers, plain and simple. I agree, 100%. We're on the same page. And the cinematic versions are just, they're bad. All the mistakes yes. were, were failed for years to launch. And I mean, it's almost like, Fox, you're disqualified. You had enough opportunities. You are disqualified. It's hilarious that Corman's is the closest one, and even that was, you know, 
<laughs> but you think that one, uh, Corman Rob, was the best of the bad of the FF? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I don't know that I would go that far. Maybe ten minutes. Um, uh, maybe maybe ten minutes um, of the Trank version. I, I like the most, but I mean, guys, they're all. It's a slim field, right? Yeah. I feel like the last uh, five minutes of the Trank uh, film were kind of good because we saw, you know, them actually be a family and then womp womp, it ended. Right. Um, uh, guys, I can't argue with you. Um, look, uh, I, I know something great is, is coming. Uh, I, I, I do believe that even over the X-Men, they have the... Uh, uh, they have the priority. That that I'm fairly certain that is that that's the ticket. Um, but we'll we'll see how it all shakes out, right? I mean, oh, I, I I'm so bummed I'm taking part in speculative culture because I try not to, um, and this is the reason I don't. Because once you start, you can't stop. You yeah. better not start. <laughs> It's, you can never just have one, right? It's like, I'm going to just pay attention to what's in front of me. That's it. So now, Rob, before we go, because we kept you a little bit too long, we apologize, but we wanted to say, first off, thank you for not just your career, but the time you've spent with us. We appreciate that. Yeah. And, Rob, before we go, how can people get a hold of you on social media? Uh, I'm either Rob Liefeld or Robert Liefeld on Instagram and Twitter and I'm always on there, and I just want to apologize to your viewers if you heard five different uh, audio kind of levels with me. It's because I talked to my Marvelous in the car, got out to pump the gas before the car ran out of the gas, uh, dealt with the winds, dealt with the dead pump that wouldn't work, got back in the car, circled around, pumped at a new station, uh, then chose to go from the phone. <laughs> from the car to the phone to briefly a speaker. My apologies, but it was fun. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you. Now, Rob, one last thing before you go. How? Why should people read Major X? Sell it to the folks. You know, if you want, if you just want a good time, uh, if you want to read the introduction of a new character and you want to have a good time, a faster pace maybe than you're used to, uh, and an introduction to a new world, it's, it's right there in front of you. Uh, give it a shot. I think, uh, I think, uh, I will say this, each issue is like 18 minutes of a two-hour film, uh, but the shipping schedule is on our side. There's two issues every month. The next issue is out in two weeks. Congrats, and by the, the way, on the second printing. That is out two weeks after that. There's an urgency to it. I think it fits the pacing. I hope you guys all enjoy it. Congratulations Definitely. once again on the second printing of issue number one. Yeah, thanks, man. It's great. Thank you again, Rob, for everything. We appreciate all the info and the insight into uh, why the microphone level changed on your end. Now we got the full visual. That's very cool, actually. All right, buddy. Hey, man, I'm a traveling man. Okay. Thank you, guys. Excelsior. Take, <laughs> take care. All right. So, once again, major, major thank you to the creator of Major X. Uh, we're doing more puns. but <laughs> A major pun. Thank you to Rob Liefeld for being on the show. X marks the spot. And if you can pick up the first issue of Major X. When you go to your local comic shop, tell them the Marvel has sent you, and they'll be like, huh? Who? And then, <laughs> who? 
but pick it up. And honestly, because marvelous, don't I, you know those guys? Yes, they have the they have the really cool business cards. Uh, yes, you yeah. do actually. You get yes. two, you I got still the have set. Mine. Wait, he does. Wait, Rob doesn't have I don't yours. have yours. I have oh, his. Well, we will make your set complete. Yes, absolutely. You'll haul an oat to. You'll make his dreams come true. Shh, that's <laughs> another thing. We won't go. Uh, no can go or no can do, or whatever the lyric was by Hall and Oates. <laughs> let, him, let him just flounder in that. <laughs> yes. Have I taught you nothing? You have not. I know nothing, Jon Snow. But. Oh, Game of Thrones. Oh yes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, before go we go, Rob, thank you for being on the show with us today. Thank you for having me. This and your Deadpool. Awesome. Yeah, and I had to do this for you because you were here. You were there for the original Rob Liefeld mm-hmm. interview that we did at New York Comic Con, and I wanted you to. At least even ask, you know, a couple questions just to you know, be there for this. And again, I've known you as a diehard Deadpool fan. Mm-hmm. I bought the first appearance of Deadpool off of you. Yes, Wait, you did. Bruce Willis? What? Stop that. But, <laughs> but Welcome to the party, pal. Once again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you guys for having me. How can people get a hold of you on them, Thar, social medias? Uh, I don't have a lot of social media, but I do have an Instagram. Um, Follow them. I'm, I'm robzombie127 on Instagram. Wait a minute. That sounds like it would be taken. Uh, it's not. That's mine. <laughs> wow. I know. Then uh, he's an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Let's call back those Halloween movies. I yep. just found a Rob Zombie CD at home. Holy crap on a cracker. <laughs> For the Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. I'm Rob Lucchese. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior! And now, Obsessed with Marvel. Three questions again, why not, as we begin... Avengers April, question 2045 reads, how many children did John Blaze have? Is it, and this is the order that they list it, none, two, four, or six? Well, we know who John Blaze, I believe, is, the original ghostwriter. How many children did John Blaze have? None, two, four, six. I'm stuck between none and two myself. I'm going with two. I'm going to say two as well. Okay, let's none let's go with the let's go number. with three dog night, and he's got it wrong. But okay, so let's try two, and it is two. Yeah, we've got one. After how many episodes now? <laughs> so, sorry for blowing up the mic, by the way. But yeah, yeah, that is very true. Wow. Okay, so. We've got 191 out of 444 correct, by the way, with this book. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know what that comes down to a percentage, but somebody Terrible. will do the math. So, 1,600, as I need time to turn pages. Armbar. 5-2. Armbar. Chris Jericho reference. What was Betty Dean's married name? Do we know who Betty Dean is? I hope so. Jimmy Dean, the sausage maker's wife. No, I'm sorry. I got the wrong. I I read the one. It's another Betty Dean question, though. I guess there's several of them. There's a Betty Dean section only in this edition. It seems to be, at least on this side of the page. Okay. How did Betty Dean die? That's the question. Well, that's just even sad now. uh, Slain by Dr. Lemuel Dorcas in saving Namor's life. Old age. 
cancer or murdered by tiger shark? I'm going with murdered by tiger shark. I uh, feel like took my answer. <laughs> yeah, and can- how did Betty Dean die? Cancer is uh, one of those topics in Marvel that they really tend to avoid. They only really reserved it for like the OG Captain Marvel. Mm. So I'm gonna yeah. go with tiger shark. Betty Dean, okay, or slain by Doctor Lemuel Dorcas in saving Namor's life, or old age murdered by tiger shark. All right, if you guys are going there, I'm going there, and we'll try D. No, the answer is. Watch cancer. Slain by Dr. Leo Dorcas in Saving Namor's Life. The Damn Dorcas. I wonder in what book that was now. Damn Dorcas, numbers five. Uh, yeah. Question 1311. Armbar. I really need an armbar, I suppose. Armbar. 1311 is. Armbar. What is the country of Sunspot's origin? Oh, I kind of know this. Um, hopefully, okay. I do too. I have no idea. Mexico. I don't think so. Colombia, Brazil, or Argentina? I'm leaning towards Brazil or Argentina. I'm leaning towards Brazil or Argentina myself. Yeah, I will say Argentina. Uh, I'm going with Brazil. I'm going with Argentina. So let's try D, Argentina. No, the answer is Brazil. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember the Bra- I remember they visit Brazil in one of the issues of New Mutants. Because I went through like the whole, I binge read that run. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you for playing. Excelsior again, true believers. Mustache. 